What is going on, Breakthrough Success listeners? Mark Burry, the business freelance writer here. In this episode, we're going to talk about scaling up a content operation. The content that we create, everything that we release has the opportunity to get us in front of more prospects. The blog posts, the videos, the podcasts, they essentially act as 24-7 salespeople that bring more people into our brand, introduce how we can help them and allow great relationships to develop. But how do we scale this up so it isn't just one or two people that are seeing our brands? And how do we get in front of the right people? That's what we're going to focus on in this episode of Breakthrough Success. We are joined by our guest today, who's the Managing Director of Minutia, an organic growth acceleration agency for B2B SaaS companies. He began as an independent marketing consultant, but soon decided to create his own agency. Our guest who joins us in this episode of Breakthrough Success is none other than George Shashiotis. George, welcome to the show. Hello, Mark. Excited to be here. And I, I really like this, this intro. Like This intro makes you feel excited about the, the episode. So let's get into it. George, it is a pleasure to have you on Breakthrough Success. And when it comes to creating any type of content, there's this thought of, is this going to land? Is this going to be something that gains traction, that turns people who don't know about me yet into leads or turns prospects into paying customers? When it comes to creating great content that actually gets conversions, what advice do you have for people who want to make sure that their content is actually going to be something that translates into growth? So first of all, I would like to to take a step back and think about the fact that very often as as con marketers, as as people who are working in this industry, we we don't seem to understand the objective behind a piece of content that we produce and publish. For example, we, we see very often that people still believe somehow that creating content that's created for a search audience, SEO content, okay, as many people refer to it, is going to attract links or get mentions or they even share it on social media and they expect that you know what, this is going to land and resonate. But the truth is that the objective is not that, you know, this is a piece of content that will get links, mentions, like social shares and so on and so forth. And that's okay because the objective there is to get visibility through a search engine like Google, for example, okay? As long as it serves this objective, and this purpose, I would say that this is a successful piece of content. Now, that's not to say that content that's created for a search audience, let's call it SEO content for like simplicity purposes, is not able and capable of like generating revenue. I just believe that we are missing the big picture. And very often, as I mentioned, we don't take a step back and really try to understand what's the objective here, okay? Mm -hmm. Now, depending on what the objective is, obviously there are different content types and different formats that you should consider, okay? If we assume that 
And if we accept that we have three main content types, I'm referring to content that's created and that lives in your blog. And these are SEO content, product focused content, and what we call at Minusia original content, then we should try to find among these content types, the formats that will help us like reach certain objectives that we have and in general, try to reach the goals that we have, which once again, are not like the same for every content type and content format. So just to give you an example, if our objective is to generate revenue, okay, then we would say that, okay, we want to re generate revenue. How can we achieve that if we have three content types like SEO content, product focused content, and original content? Well, if we are talking about a SaaS company, I would say that you shouldn't expect to generate revenue through a what is page, okay? While if we are talking about a piece of content that lists the best solution, you know, to, to get a specific job done or an alternatives like list post or a comparison guide, you know, product A vs product B, that would help you generate revenue, right? And you can do the same and extend that to other content types. The other two that I mentioned, product focused content and original content. But once again, going back to what I, you know, said in the beginning of this, this answer, we really have to take a step back and think about what's the objective. Okay. Is it revenue generation? Is it that we want to increase the brand value? Is it that we want to, as you mentioned, like generate leads or whatever it may be and try to map that into specific content types and content formats that will help us like reach that objective. And this is the only way that, you know, every piece of content will serve its actual purpose. And we will be very clear and like very honest with ourselves and, you know, with our like different stakeholders inside a company with what the purpose of each piece of content is. Okay, because we can't expect that every piece of content we publish will like generate revenue or will generate leads or will help us increase the brand value or communicate the product in a, in a, in a, in a good way. So, yeah. I mean, I really like this focus on the objective. A lot of people who are creating content, it's just this hamster wheel. Like you promise your audience that you're going to create content every single week and you're creating content without as much thought, especially as you're deeper in that hamster wheel, just for sake of getting it out. But Stepping back and thinking, is this an SEO piece? Uh, is this a more of a focus on a product? And knowing what your objectives are, it's a way to think about what you're doing. And a lot of these successful marketing strategies, it's there is this hustle, yes, but there is this stepping back to think of what's going on. Uh, one of the things like uh, we mentioned some good objectives like the the visibility, sales, uh, getting leads. I think some people may say that, well, why don't I just create a blog post video podcast that has all of Joe's objectives in mind? Like every single post I create should get me leads, should get me more visibility, should get sales, should introduce people. Like how do we uh, focus more clearly on one or maybe even two, if that is something you think is a good idea versus this temptation to 
feel like the post has to check all of the boxes. That's a great point. And I would say that there are some content formats that can help you with that. And if we like say that, you know what, there are different objectives, for example, some of them we mentioned already. Another one could be the objective of we want to create something that will be amplified, has chances of getting amplified online. Well, if that's the case, and if you, like your interpretation, let's say of amplifi online amplification is, you know, links and so on and so forth, social shares, SEO content wouldn't be the, the best content format to, to, let's say, consider, unless we are talking about creating a linkable asset. So you should like, I would say focus more on original content. But to your question, there are some content formats that could like try to serve as many objectives as possible. I would say that, and and by the way, this is a topic that I've spoken and we in, at Minusia, we, we speak a lot, a lot about trying to map objectives with different content types and content formats. And I would say that as I explained earlier, you really have to think about, you know, what are the objectives? Okay, more than one or more than two or more like, or even all objectives and think, okay, then these are the objectives that I have. Um, how can I achieve that by creating a, a piece of content about that, right? And that could be a data study. It could be a personal narrative. It could be a third person narrative. It could be a contrarian piece of content or anything that can help you really to to serve all these different like different purposes and reach these different objectives but i wouldn't say that even if you you think that okay we design and we prepare this piece of content exactly for this reason i wouldn't say that you know you should like there are no absolutes let's say in con marketing you can't be certain about anything that this piece of content will land or that it will it won't land right so What's more important is getting out there consistently with great content. And I would say that at the end of the day, you, you, this will like teach you and give you the insights you need in order to understand what objectives these, you know, content format better, let's say, uh, serves. And I, I can give you an example here, uh, not from client, but for from us, actually. So we are pretty active when it comes to our blog and sometimes we are a bit more contrarian okay so when everyone tells you when it comes to seo strategy for example a topic like seo strategy here's how to do it and this is a you know a six step like guide to seo strategy and so on and so forth we published a piece of content on uh, if i'm not mistaken the title uh, reads your SEO strategy hurts your brand, here is why, okay? Which is kind of a, a contrarian approach and a different approach compared to what you will find out there on the topic, right? And I can tell you that this is a piece of content. We, we wouldn't know if we, you know, ha like we just published it and then we learned that, you know what? People read that, as some of them, obviously not all of them, but people read that as part of their journey before they decide to, submit a form request and get in touch with us, okay? This is why the point that I want to make here is, okay, we can talk about content types and content formats all day long. 
it's extremely important to get it out there. And I would say that your audience will tell you how this resonates with me. And, you know, um, then like you can use that in the in the future for, for you know, other piece of content, like in a nutshell to inform your content strategy, right? I mean, the data you get is so valuable when you actually put out the content. Like the planning is um, very important to do so that it increases the probability of success, but it's that data that really allows you to make better decisions because you're getting an idea of what people think. With scaling up, any content operation, content brand, I think a lot of the focus is on create more content. So if you're writing, let's say a blog post a week, you're upping it to two blog posts a week. And would you say that increased content production combined with, you know, your objective, assuming you've done your keyword research is increasing content production the main driver of scaling up brands or is there something that you feel a lot of people are missing? First of all, I would say that we have seen several efforts of, you know, we, we want to scale things up, move faster, do more of this, more of that, that were, you know, failing. The main reason behind that was the companies that, tried to to scale things up it didn't have something that was established that was working well so that they can take that and try to scale it up right to get from i don't know four blog posts per month to 40 blog posts per month or anything like that so i would say that to begin with you shouldn't think about scalability or anything like that okay to begin with you should think about how can we establish workflows and processes and maintain a high bar when it comes to quality? Once we have that, and once we know that, you know what, this is it. These are all the different people involved in this operation. These are the main workflows. These are the automations that we have set up. These are, you know, the documents and SOPs that we are using processes and so on and so forth. Once you have that and you know that, you know what, like it feels that we feel very comfortable producing this outcome, like cr creating four blog posts per month. Then you could say that, you know what, why shouldn't we increase that and not get it like directly to, I don't know, 40. You can take it step by step and take it to 12 first. Do you feel comfortable with 12 after a couple of months, three months, six months, whatever? Okay, then you can take it to like 20, 40 and so on and so forth. But first and foremost, companies that want to scale things up should keep in their minds that you scale things up when you have something that works. If you have something that's mm, not quite there yet, you shouldn't think about scalability. You should think about how can we fix this thing, right? Once you fix it and you are sure that, you know what, this thing works like a well-oiled machine, then you can scale things up, right? But regarding like your your question on like what what drives that, I would say if, if we are talking about 
our goal is to, let's say it's traffic, okay, which is something very important in general for us, for people in, in the con marketing industry. I would say that, and especially for organic traffic, yeah, in many cases, we have seen that publishing velocity, aka publishing frequency, you know, how how like frequently you, you publish content helps and has a like a, a positive correlation when it comes to getting results, right? So if that's something you are interested in, then yeah, you should consider scaling, scaling things, up, things up and moving faster based on a well-established process that works, okay? But scaling things up just for the sake of it, I, I, it's not something that I would recommend. And I know that it's very tempting, especially now with the rise of AI content, to just you know use a tool and spit out, I don't know, 100,000 words tomorrow. It's very tempting. Many things we could say, this this could be the topic for another episode, obviously, about, about AI content and generative AI in general. But I would say that you have to have a very specific reason why you want to scale things up. And at the same time, if you want to do it, there has to be a well-established process that you can build on top of, right? So... I guess in a nutshell, that's that's it. Like have your reasons and don't just do it for the sake of it because I know Competitor X, I've heard that Competitor X is publishing like 30 blog posts per month. And after defining your reasons and finding your reasons, then you should ensure that we have a well a process that works well. We can, you know, scale it up. I really enjoyed that breakdown because with the top media websites, you know they're cranking out dozens, if not hundreds of articles every single day. So there is a lot of proof of concept where you see that publishing more content equates more traffic, but not having a good structure in place. It's like the idea of uh, you practice 10,000 times and you get better, but if you're doing the wrong technique in all of those 10,000 practices, then it's not going to be as much as it could have. Um, I know you mentioned that it's only good to scale when you, when you have a proven thing, you feel it's good. You're not scaling something that's broken. How would you tell if something is broken versus if it's ready to go and scale? Like, What would that look like? I would say that I will tell you what we say to our clients, right? Like people come to us and we, especially when it comes to our content creation service, we have different plans, right? And uh, the main like determinant and the main difference, let's say, between the plans is the number of pieces we produce, right? So when a company comes to us and they are like, you know what, we want to start with this number of pieces of content per month. We always advise against that, even though for us, you know, it's more money. Who wouldn't want like more money and revenue, right? But we advise against that because what we say is, look, let's start with, let's start small, okay? Find a, a way, you know, to like work together. And once we feel that we are all happy with the outcome and we don't like stress ourselves out and things run smoothly, then 
And obviously there are results and there is a very specific reason why we need to increase the, the output, then we can discuss about increasing it. But doing it just for the sake of it, I would say is is wrong. Okay. Now, how do you know? I, I think that I think that you know. Like I, I can think of a, a particular case where a company basically we were working with a company and they wanted to scale things up and they wanted us to help them you know, scale things up. The reason why it didn't work so well was because what we did didn't, you know, quite work well to begin with, right? We had very long cycles when it comes to feedback. The feedback loops were not so short. And so we didn't have feedback to integrate that into our work and so on and so forth. And so even though we tried to to scale things up, it didn't work quite well with this company because there were other things that didn't quite work well, you know, between us. And, you know, obviously there were issues that they had internally as well. While in other cases, like things run so smoothly and you feel that, you know, everyone is happy and the work is great and like the outcome is, is great and there are good results from our effort, then yeah, like we can say that, you know what? Yeah, let's scale things up. But if you have a process that's not working, uh, dysfunctional, let's say team, communication is not good and so on and so forth, then you know that, you know what? No, this is not going to work. Let's Let's keep it that way and try to fix what we have right now than to increase the the output and harm you know qualities the the least you you will harm like relationships or anything worse okay so yeah i mean just this idea of you can get more traffic by creating more content but peeling that looking deeper into all those layers to make sure that you actually have a good model going. You are able to adjust to what you see in the data and you're able to see what works. Like instead of just rushing in and thinking, if I just triple my output, I'm going to triple my traffic. Like the function doesn't always work that way. And uh, I just really enjoyed this breakdown because it shows you that, yes, creating more content does help, but if you don't have the objectives and you don't have the right way to assess your performance, then you could be creating all this extra content for nothing. That's great. And uh, that's that's absolutely right. And like you see, like I'm honest, I can't say that it works every time. I, I just certain in a, a case with one of our clients um, and by the way, they are a returning client now because they they reached out to us again. Um, but you know, it didn't work back then because there were other issues that we had to address first bef be before we say that you know what, let's let's scale things up, right? So don't do it just for the sake of it. And once again, I want to stress the importance of that, especially with the rise of AI content. It's very tempting to say that you know what, let's just sign up for you know, a tool and just speed outwards, 
maybe have a person edit that content and just get it out there. This will get us more results. It's like almost like pre-content, right? It's it's going to be exploited and be abused. And of course, it's a loophole. And at some point, there will be diminishing returns from like such kind of efforts. But scale things up only when you have a very, you know, uh, very good process in place. And you have very specific reasons why you want to do it, right? So I guess, I guess this this you know sums up everything we've covered so far yeah i mean i also think like the ai content as george mentioned like it, it tempts you to create a lot more content um i feel like with ai and that content creation i personally think and i'd love to hear if you disagree or anything like that i think there is a blandness in the ai content especially if you take it verbatim uh, you can't have someone edit it, obviously, but I've personally been more of like write the content myself rather than use an AI, although I use Grammarly. Um, I'm wondering what your thoughts are on the AI content. Is it something that you see yourself using a lot more or is it like something that there are good things to it, but people are overhyping it? That's a that's a great question and a and a very big topic of discussion. I recorded a, I, I made a recording yesterday and uh, we will publish it the following days. It also includes, after you know, sharing some thoughts about how it will affect our industry and some predictions. It also includes our stance when it comes to AI content. So let me, you know, answer first, or let's say let's cover a couple of things that will we think will will happen. First of all. Inevitably, the the value of content will go down. It's like you are in an economy and you start printing money. It feels good, like in like to begin with, it feels great. Like we have more money in the market. But what happens if you have more of something in the market? Well, its value goes down, right? And the same thing inevitably will happen with content. And I think that this is not good for anyone. Okay, and as much as we try to say that you know what like uh this is a good thing and like technologically we we need to advance ourselves and so on and so forth there will be an exploitation of that technology as it happens in many cases and there will be way more content online and this will lead you know the the value of content going down in general and that's once again not good for for anyone in this industry Many other things will happen, or at least that's what we think. Like, for example, we may see more gated content, content that's created for human from from humans that's gated because you know it has some higher value, and it feels that if something like that happens, we will go backwards because I wanted to believe that we we left you know the the forms that asked like so much personal and business information for just one ebook we we left it back but it seems that we we haven't so many many things and you know many like legal and ethical and whatever things that will arise from from ai content that's one thing and i would urge people to check out the episode that we will publish on our podcast and youtube channel and blog about that and when it comes to our 
stance. I know that other agencies and marketplaces have already took a position and they are like, um, yes, we are using it. It's part of our processes and so on and so forth, or we will use it. To begin with, you know, for, for the time being, Minusia is not going to, to use AI content. We are close to all the, you know, like things that happen with, with generative AI in general. And we try to find ways to integrate that in our processes, but we want our, you know, human content writers to keep writing the content, at least, you know, for now, as I explained in the, in the episode I recorded the other day, never say never. And we want these people to create content and we will focus heavily on like creating better content, you know, uh, focusing on UX, on graphic design, the experience for the visitor and so on and so forth, rather than how can we like replace people with AI or I don't know, increase the output by X percent by replacing a person with AI or anything of that sort. So for now, we will not use AI to produce content. Wow. I mean, there's just so much you can unpack with AI content. It's still like, it's been around, but ChatGPT has really put it at the forefront. Uh, we will be including a link in the show notes to George's episode where he goes more into detail if you want to get that whole analysis. Uh, George, I'm wondering if you want to mention any other links that we should include in the show notes so we can keep following your work and journey. So our website is minusia.com, double T. You can feel free to check us out, subscribe to our email newsletter if you'd like. We also, you know, started running webinars recently and we are pretty active when it comes to our blog, YouTube channel, you know, podcast platforms where you can find the SASSC or so, which is our podcast. Feel free to subscribe. And if you want to connect with me personally, even though nowadays, you know, I have less and less time, but the best place to do that and the best way to do it is through LinkedIn where you can find me at um, Georgios Cassiotis it's difficult for you know for people to to get so we can I guess we can drop it in the show notes but you can find me there feel free to connect feel free to say hi and um, I guess that that would be it all right, sisters, we will have those links in the show notes. George, thank you so much for coming on Breakthrough Success. It was a pleasure to have you here today. Thank you, Mark. The pleasure was mine.